Chapter 7 of A Catechism of Familiar Things. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This reading by Kara Schallenberg. A Catechism of Familiar Things Their History and the Events Which Led to Their Discovery by the Benziger Brothers. Chapter 7 Glass, Mirrors, Earthenware, Porcelain, Needles, Pins, Paper, Printing, Parchment, and Vellum. What is glass? A transparent, solid, brittle, factitious body, produced by fusing sand with an alkali. The essential ingredients of glass are silex and potash or soda. A few other substances are sometimes added. Silex is found nearly pure in rock crystal, flint, and other varieties of quartz. For the manufacture of the better kinds of glass in this country, it is generally obtained from sand, especially the white sand of New Jersey. Factitious, made by art, not found in a state of nature. What is potash? The saline matter obtained from the ashes of wood by causing water to pass through them. The water imbibes the salt, which is then obtained from it by evaporation. When purified by calcination, it is termed pearlash. In countries where there are vast forests, as in America and Russia, it is manufactured on a very large scale. What can you say of the origin of glass? The period of its invention is quite unknown. Pliny relates that some merchants, driven by a storm to the coast of Phoenicia, near the river Belus, made a large fire on the sand to dress some food, using as fuel some of the plant kali, which grew there in great abundance. An imperfect glass was thus formed by the melting of the sand and ashes together. This production was picked up by a Syrian merchant who, attracted by its great beauty, examined the cause of its origin, and, after many attempts, succeeded in its manufacture. Who was Pliny? A celebrated Roman naturalist and historian. At what place was glass first made? Some authors mention Sidon, in Syria, which became famous for glass and glass-houses, but others maintain that the first glass-houses noticed in history were built at Tyre, which, they add, was the only place where glass was made for many ages. It is certain that the art was known to the Egyptians. What is Phoenicia? A subdivision of Syria in Asia. What is an author? A person who writes a book. What is signified by a glass-house? A building erected for the making and working of glass. What countries had glass windows first? Italy, then France and England. They began to be common about the year 1180. In what year and where was the making of glass bottles begun? In 1557, in London, the first glass plates for mirrors and coach windows were made at Lambeth, in 1673. What is a mirror? A body which exhibits the images of objects presented to it by reflection. The word mirror is more peculiarly used to signify a smooth surface of glass, tinned and quicksilvered at the back, which reflects the images of objects placed before it. Are they a modern invention? The use of mirrors is very ancient. Mention is made of brazen mirrors or looking-glasses in Exodus, the thirty-eighth chapter and eighth verse. 
some modern commentators will not admit the mirrors themselves to have been made of brass but of glass set or framed in brass but the most learned among the Jewish rabbins say that in those times the mirrors made use of by the Hebrew women in dressing their heads were of metal, and that the devout women mentioned in this passage made presents to Moses of all their mirrors to make the brazen laver for the tabernacle. It might likewise be proved that the ancient Greeks made use of brazen mirrors from many passages in the ancient poets. Commentators. Explainers of passages in the Bible, etc., Rabbins, doctors among the Jews, their learned men or teachers. What nation invented the large looking-glass plates now in use? The French. What city of Italy excelled all Europe for many years in the making of fine glass? Venice. The manufacture of fine glass was introduced into England by Venetian artists in 1078. Of what is earthenware composed? Of clay and those earths which are capable of being kneaded into a paste, easily receiving any form, and acquiring solidity by exposure to fire. Sand, chalk, and flint are likewise mixed with clay. In what manner is it formed into such a variety of shapes? The flint, or sand, and soft clay are mixed together in various proportions for the different kinds of wear. This paste is afterwards beaten till it becomes fit for being formed at the wheel into plates, dishes, basins, etc. These are then put into a furnace and baked, after which they are glazed. What nation so greatly excelled in the manufacture of a beautiful species of earthenware? The Chinese, who, as far as can be ascertained, were its inventors. Porcelain is a fine sort of earthenware, chiefly made in China, whence it was called China or Chinaware. It is also brought from many parts of the East, especially from Japan, Siam, Surat, and Persia. The art of making porcelain was one of those in which Europe had been excelled by Oriental nations, but for many years past earthenwares have been made in different parts of Europe, so like the Oriental that they have acquired the name of porcelain. The first European porcelains were made in Saxony and France, and afterwards in England, Germany, and Italy, all of which differed from those of Japan and China, but each possessing its peculiar character. They are now brought to great perfection in Europe, particularly in England, France, and Prussia. Before the invention of earthenware, what supplied its place to the early inhabitants of the world? The more civilized the inhabitants of any country become, the more they would perceive the convenience of possessing vessels of various descriptions for holding or preparing their food. Some of the objects which first presented themselves would be the larger kinds of shells, and in hot climates the hard coverings of the coconut, or gourd. In some cases the skins of beasts were used, as they still are in the East, where they are sewed together, and formed into a kind of bottle, to hold milk, wine, etc. But the people of colder climates would not be able to avail themselves of these natural productions, and would be obliged to make use of other substances. What, then, would they employ? Clay which in many countries is found in great abundance, from its adhesive property, and its retaining its form when dry, and becoming insoluble in water after having been baked in the fire, would naturally attract the attention of an improving people. From this it arises that the early remains of culinary and other vessels which have been discovered have been formed of this material. 
among the remains of ancient egypt numerous vessels have been found formed of common clay baked in the fire and though of rude workmanship extremely elegant in form adhesive sticky apt or tending to adhere insoluble not capable of being dissolved culinary belonging to cooking or domestic purposes of what are needles made of steel and though exceedingly cheap they go through a great number of operations before they are brought to perfection it was in the reign of queen elizabeth that the english learnt the art of making needles of what are pins made of brass wire blanched with tin they are manufactured in england france the united states and other countries though there is scarcely any commodity cheaper than pins there is no other which passes through the hands of a greater number of workmen more than twenty persons being successively employed in the manufacture of each from the drawing of the brass wire to the sticking of the pin in the paper pins are supposed to have been made in england about fifteen forty three or even earlier before this art was invented the ladies made use of wooden skewers blanched whitened of what is paper made of linen and cotton rags beaten to a pulp in water also from straw wood and many plants what materials were used for writing before the invention of paper various were the materials on which mankind in different ages and countries contrived to write stones bricks the leaves of herbs and trees and their rinds or barks tablets of wood wax and ivory plates of lead silk linen rolls etc at length the egyptian paper made of the papyrus was invented then parchment and lastly paper manufactured of cotton or linen rags there are few sorts of plants which have not at some time been used for paper and books in ceylon for instance the leaves of the talipot in india the leaves of the palm with which they commonly covered their houses were used for books in the east indies the leaves of the plantain tree dried in the sun were used for the same purpose in china paper is made of the inner bark of the mulberry the bamboo the elm the cotton and other trees what is papyrus a large rush chiefly growing in egypt on the banks of the nile the ancient egyptians made sails ropes mats blankets and canvas of the stalks and fibres of the papyrus their priests also wore shoes made of it and even sugar was extracted from this plant moses the deliverer raised by god to rescue the israelites from the bondage of egypt was exposed to the nile in a basket of papyrus the plant is now however exceedingly scarce where was the first paper mill erected in england at dartford by a german named spillman in 1588 the only sort made however was the coarse brown and it was not till 1690, when the French Protestant refugees settled in England, that their own paper-makers began to make white writing and printing paper. The manufacture has been brought to great perfection, both for beauty and substance, in England and the United States. Protestant, a name given in Germany to those who adhered to the doctrines of the apostate monk, Martin Luther, because they protested against a decree of Charles V, and applied to a general council refugee from refuge a place of safety from danger an asylum here it more particularly means those french protestants who quit their homes and sought other countries after the revocation of the edict of nantes 
which deprived them of their religious liberty. Is it known to whom we are indebted for the invention of linen paper? Not exactly. It has long been disputed among the learned when and by whom it was invented. Some authors say it was discovered by the Germans, others by the Italians, others ascribe it to some refugee Greeks at Basel, who took the idea from the making of cotton paper in their own country. Some, that the Arabs first introduced it into Europe. Perhaps the Chinese have the best title to the invention, inasmuch as they have for many ages made paper, and in some provinces of the same materials as are now used by us in its manufacture. In what place was the art of printing first practised? Who were the inventors of printing, in what city, and in what year it was begun, has long been a subject of great dispute. Mentz, Harlem, and Strasbourg, cities of Germany, all lay claim to the invention, but Mentz seems to have the best title to it. What was the first book that was printed from metal types? A copy of the Holy Scriptures, which made its appearance between the years 1450 and 1452. Who introduced printing into England? William Caxton, a merchant of London, who had acquired a knowledge of it in his travels abroad. Of what does printing consist? Of the art of taking impressions with ink, from movable characters and figures made of metal, etc., upon paper or parchment. What is parchment? Sheep or goat skin, prepared after a peculiar manner, which renders it proper for several uses, especially for writing on, and for the covering of books. The ancients seemed to have used the skins of animals as a writing material from a remote period. From what is the word parchment taken? From Pergamina, the ancient name of this manufacture, which it is said to have taken from the country of Pergamus, and to Eumenes, king of that country, its invention is usually ascribed, though in reality that prince appears to have been the improver, rather than the inventor, of parchment, since some accounts refer its invention to a still earlier period of time. Herodotus, an ancient Greek historian who lived about 450 years before Christ, relates that the ancient Ionians made use of sheep and goatskins in writing, many ages before the time of Eumenes. The Persians of old, too, wrote all their records on skins, and probably such skins were prepared and dressed for that purpose, after a manner not unlike our parchments, though not so artificially. Who were the Ionians? The inhabitants of Ionia, an ancient country in the western part of Asia Minor. In what manner is parchment now prepared? The sheepskins are smeared over with lime on the fleshy side, folded, laid in heaps, and thus left for some days. They are next stretched very tight on wooden frames, after having been washed, drained, and half-dried. The flesh is then carefully taken off with iron instruments constructed on purpose, and the skin cleansed from the remaining hairs that adhere to it. After having gone through several operations till it is perfectly clean and smooth, it is fit for writing upon. What are the uses of parchment? Parchment is of great use for writings which are to be preserved, on account of its great durability. The writing on it remaining perfect for a great number of years, it is also used for the binding of books, and various other purposes. What is vellum? A finer sort of parchment than the former, but prepared in the same manner, except that it is not passed through the lime-pit. It is made of the skins of very young calves, 
there is also a still finer sort made of the skins of sucking lambs or kids this is called virgin parchment and is very thin fine and white and is used for fancy work such as ladies fans etc end of chapter 7 read by kara schallenberg www.kray.org on november 8 2007 in oceanside california Chapter 24 Behold, the Lord maketh the earth empty, and maketh it waste, and turneth it upside down, and scattereth abroad the inhabitants thereof. And it shall be, as with the people, so with the priest, as with the serpent, so with his master, as with the maid, so with her mistress, as with the buyer, so with the seller, as with the lender, so with the borrower as with the taker of usury, so with the giver of usury to him. The land shall be utterly emptied, and utterly spoiled, for the Lord hath spoken this word. The earth mourneth and fadeth away, the world languisheth and fadeth away, the haughty people of the earth do languish. The earth also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof, because they have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinance, broken the everlasting covenant. Therefore hath the curse devoured the earth, and they that dwell therein are desolate. Therefore the inhabitants of the earth are burned, and few men left. The new wine mourneth, the wine languisheth, all the merry-hearted do sigh. The mirth of the tabret ceased, the noise of them that rejoiced endeth, the joy of the harp ceaseth. They shall not drink wine with a song, strong drink shall be bitter to them that drink it. The city of confusion is broken down, every house is shut up, so that no man may come in. There is a crying for wine in the streets, all joy is darkened, the mirth of the land is gone. In the city is left desolation, and the gate is smitten with destruction. When thus it shall be in the midst of the land among the people, there shall be as the shaking of an olive tree, and as the gleaning grapes when the vintage is done. They shall lift up their voice, they shall sing for the majesty of the Lord, they shall cry aloud from the sea. Wherefore glorify ye the Lord in the fires, even the name of the Lord God of Israel in the isle of the sea. From the uttermost part of the earth have we heard songs, even glory to the righteous. But I said, My leanness, my leanness, woe unto me! The treacherous dealers have dealt treacherously. Yea, the treacherous dealers have dealt very treacherously. Fear and the pit and the snare are upon thee, O inhabitant of the earth. And it shall come to pass, that he who fleeth from the noise of the fear shall fall into a pit. He that cometh up out of the midst of the pit shall be taken in the snare. For the windows from on high are open, and the foundations of the earth do shake. The earth is utterly broken down, the earth is clean dissolved, the earth is moved exceedingly. The earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard, and shall be removed like a cottage, 
and the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it, and it shall fall and not rise again. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall punish the host of the high ones that are on high, and the kings of the earth upon the earth. And they shall be gathered together as prisoners are gathered in the pit, and shall be shut up in the prison, and after many days shall they be visited. Then the moon shall be confounded, and the sun ashamed, when the Lord of hosts shall reign in Mount Zion, and in Jerusalem, and before his ancients gloriously. Psalm 24, A Psalm of David The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof the world, and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas, and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord, and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts, he is the King of glory. Selah. Principality and power and might and dominion And every name that is named Not only in this world But also in that which is to come Jesus is my Lord My Master and my King to come. It's in the book of Ephesians chapter 1, 21. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in that which is to come Ephesians chapter 1 verse 21 
Chapter 31 The Words of King Lemuel, The Prophecy That His Mother Taught Him What, my son, and what the son of my womb, and what the son of my vows? Give not thy strength unto women, nor thy ways to that which destroyeth kings. It is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes strong drink, lest they drink and forget the law, and pervert the judgment of any of the afflicted. Give strong drink unto him that is ready to perish, and wine unto those that be of heavy hearts. Let him drink and forget his poverty, and remember his misery no more. Open thy mouth for the dumb, in the cause of all such as are appointed to destruction. Open thy mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and needy. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax, and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant's ships, she bringeth her food from afar. She riseth also while it is yet night, and giveth meat to her household, and a portion to her maidens. She considereth a field, and buyeth it. With the fruit of her hands she planted a vineyard. She girdeth her loins with strength, and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good, her candle goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold the distaff. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor, yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry, her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates, when he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen, and selleth it, and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. Some people, when you walk up and talk to them, they wear this manufactured smile. You can't tell if they're really happy. <laughs> they're just trying to be in style.
words like somebody told them. Only sinners ever frown. But when you're really hurting, yeah, it ain't no crime for feeling down. Now obedience, that means suffering And to some, that may be news Jesus paid our lifetime membership Yes, he did But you still gotta pay some dues Standing around you And your prayers Just seem refused Don't you lie about your troubles Don't you do it It ain't no sin To get the blues You can say you're doing fine there ain't nothing on your mind Denounce it and deny it Stick your head down in the sand Try and make you like you're some kind of superman There ain't nobody, nobody Really gonna buy it Cause everybody gotta suffer sometimes We all gotta work out our salvation on our own. Jesus never told you, the pain would never get a hold of you. He said, I'll never leave you all alone. So when you feel those tears start rolling. Don't you get yourself all confused Cause he'll dry those tears if you'll just cry It ain't no sin to get the blues Suffer sometime 
We all got to, all got to, all got to, all got to work out our salvation on our own. Jesus never told you. He'd never get a hold of you. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never leave you all alone. So when you feel those tears start rolling, don't you go and get yourself all confused. Cause he'll dry those tears if you'll just go ahead and cry them. It ain't no sin to get the blues He'll dry those tears if you'll just go ahead and cry them It ain't no sin to get the blues Sitting by my window on a rainy afternoon Everything inside my head was playing out of tune I was thinking of the fool I'd made of me the night before In front of God and everyone I'd sinned and sinned some more I thought of all the things I'd done and winced the things I'd said I wallowed in self-pity Hung my worried head and Right when I was so far down That even up looked wrong That's when Jesus gave to me The chorus of this song He said, Satan the accuser Has been whispering in your ear You just tell him you're forgiven He's got no business here Cause it doesn't matter what you've done It matters what you'll be There's no condemnation when the sun has set you free Well I could say that right away the sun burst through the clouds And I just started singing on that chorus right out loud But actually I moped around and blew another day before I let myself accept the words I'd heard him say He said, Satan, the accuser Has been whispering in your ear You just tell him you're forgiven He's got no business here Cause it doesn't matter what you've done It matters what you'll be There is no condemnation When the sun has set you free So I can't criticize you now if you want to take your time And cling to all your problems just the way I clung to mine But now you've got the answer Jesus wanted you to know He'll take your guilt and sin away if you'll just let them go And if Satan the accuser has been whispering in your ear You just tell him you're forgiven He's got no business here Cause it doesn't matter what you've done It matters what you'll be There 
There is no condemnation when the Son has set you free. There is no condemnation when the Son has set you free.